Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, coming to you from the internet. Introducing first, with a professional record of a five-star rating, podcasting out of Baltimore, Maryland, Ricky Reed, Buddy Harlow, the MMA Marks Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paul Manalidology. You fucking asshole for having a bullshit name, you piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. What's up, everybody? We got a great show. Can you believe the fights that happened over the weekend? We had UFC Fight Night 154 in Greenville, South Carolina. And man, did them fights deliver. They almost over-delivered. We got so much stuff to cover, so we're going to jump right into it. We got UFC. We got bare-knuckle fighting. We got Bellator. We got some current news. And we got the upcoming fight with the US, UFC ESPN3 in Minnesota. And I'm here with with buddy as always what's up bud we made it to 33 that's what's up that's the big right three three <laughs> double three yeah um it's june 25th i don't know if you said that <laughs> i got lost in that beautiful intro <laughs> gotta bring it with the energy over the fights that happened this weekend man. Oh, yeah. let's just jump right so, into uh, that shit how you want to do you want you want to let's you want to start from the bottom let's do it start right from the bottom I don't know who uh, who started off the fight. The fight of the night started off the fight. That's yeah. what started off the fight. That was awesome. Darren Wynn versus Eric Spicely. Eric Spicely taking on Darren Wynn on six days notice and delivering. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, um, he he's a tough son of a bitch. I mean, he wasn't exactly doing great, but... Takes two to tango. That's right. That's he right. was eating the shit out of some body shots. Oh, my God. Well, let's be honest. That's all Darren Wynn could really hit. <laughs> yeah. um, he's 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Five, six on a good day. <laughs> 185. That boy is thick. And I don't know if uh, Eric Spicely is tall for the division because he was, you know, going against somebody that's 5'6". But he seemed to be a taller guy. Yeah, he's like 6'2". He, he's over six foot. You know yeah. that. So that was kind of that was kind of wild. I mean, that's my main question. I mean, Darren Wynn delivered. Now, Darren Wynn, if, for those who don't know, is mini Daniel Cormier, easily. Yeah, S- sounds like him, kind of looks like him, and fights just like him. I mean, it's mini DC. I I I think that's probably going to be his nickname. Yeah, but he's 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 not the same as DC. You know, he's got he's got. A different style, like a slightly different style in the fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, I I know that you heard a, a interview after the fight with Ariel or Ariel, however you say that name. Close enough, Hawani, <laughs> and I actually heard him on another um, thing with Mass the unfiltered UFC unfiltered with Massera, and that was a fun interview. And I don't know, like like I said, I don't know what he said on Ariel, but he was saying on the one I was listening to that he doesn't really even train like a lot of people. He don't really hit mitts like that, and he mostly, he don't work well with coaches, he said. And he said that he mostly was working with Kane on his striking where he was um, 
basically working like footwork and, and getting in. And then he just throws his punches that are kind of natural. Whatever he's doing, it's fucking working. I'm just saying it's like an unorthodox um, approach, I believe, like in my opinion. But it's definitely working for him. Yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, my question coming out of this is, is he going to last with the top 10 of this division? I mean, because he's a great, great prospect. He's got a good lineage. He fights out of a decent camp. He doesn't get tired. I mean, he threw, it must have been over 300 punches. Yeah, and uh, he said he's going for gold, and if he don't get it, it wasn't meant to be. I like where the guy's head's at. He yeah. has a good personality for it. He wasn't scared to call people out. He 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 actually called out somebody on Hawani. I forget who it was. I should have wrote it down, but I forget. But he did call out somebody. And, um, yeah, he, he just has a nice personality. I can't wait to see what's on the horizon for him. He took away the win. Uh, we We did call that he would win. Yeah, we thought that he would win, so that's uh, the first of many. What? What? Did, how did I say he was going to win? You said he was going to win in the first round of KO. Oh, okay. And I said TKO in a second, so we weren't we weren't calling it perfectly, but we did call the correct person. And man, did we ever we we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven fights that you called perfectly. Yeah. I mean, we need to start betting on some of these if you're going to keep this consistency up. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make some money. The funny thing is, is one of them I had called perfectly, then went back on the podcast, but then my final pick, I went back to my original. So, seven. It's questionable, but whatever. Whatever, <laughs> I, I let you have it. I'll Six or seven, it. If, depending on how you want to feel. But my, if you look at the, uh, the post I made with my picks of Circled, I circled the right guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's on social media circled, but it's on audio here that you were questioning. But whatever. We'll get into that when it comes to that. Moving on to the next fight. We got Ariana Lipsky versus Molly Meatball McCann. That's my new girl. She is straight up the best female, my favorite female fighter right now. Molly McCann playing to the crowd. It was just awesome. She took the win, and she got the decision win over Lipsky. Now, um, what do you think of Molly McCann? Because I'm biased right now. Well, she she's a fun fighter. Um, she doesn't always. I mean, she's not she's not the cleanest striker. Right, she's you know not what I mean. She, no, no, she's not. She's a, she's got a gritty style, and that's she's got that Liverpool kind of London grit to her. That is just it, it's just great. It's lovely to see, and she plays the crowd, which which doesn't come too often in female fighters. Yeah, which is great to see. I mean, when she took down Lipsky, and she she waved to the crowd, even though like Lipsky could have. Uh, took advantage of that. She still played to the crowd. She even did the Ali shuffle. I was yeah. I was loving that shit. I couldn't believe it. She's super fun. You can't you can't help but love her. Like I mean, mo- like if anybody doesn't like her, there's something wrong with you. Um, she's definitely a really fun fighter to watch. I just 
I'm not too big on her skills yet. I right. Mean, she got skills, but let's see her get tested a few more times before I jump on that train. I hear you. I hear you. All right, moving on along. <laughs> this was a quick fight. <laughs> we, I got We got Alan Crowder versus uh, Rosenstruck. I'm not even going to say his first name because I'm just going to butcher it. Yeah, um, Crowder must not have as much as a, as a chin or jaw that I thought, man. Because and, and that mu- that means a lot about Greg Hardy's power. It's not really that all that there. Greg Hardy didn't knock him out like like uh, Rosen. What is it? Strike. Rosen Strike did, and really it it looked like he kind of clipped him with a jab and then just finished it up on, with a strike to to the ground. Right. I mean. This was nine seconds. Nine, the fastest heavyweight knockout recorded ever. Wow! So I mean, he takes that. He takes that knockout and takes his bonus money with it. I mean, he hit this guy with a jab super quick. I mean, it was the first punch he threw, and it it was funny, like because they, you know how they they do that camera angle where they kind of pan around. Yeah. As they're panning around, the guy's falling on his ass. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And then they show the replay. And you see that jab just hit him right on the jaw and push his jaw back and yeah. hit that hit that reset button and down he went, man. It was great. It's crazy. And um I I would love to see him fight Greg Hardy next after Greg Hardy beats uh Juan Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. My I'm my money's on Juan Adams, but you know, I don't I don't care. Hey, Juan too much. Adams is a big boy, but so is Greg Hardy. I don't care too much about Greg Hardy or for him, but whatever. But that's what I'm saying. We want to see the person that's going to fucking put him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> I do want to see that. All right. Moving on, we got Matt Wyman. Or Wyman? Is that it? Yeah, Wy- Wyman. Yeah, Matt Wyman versus uh, Louis Pena. Now, what did you think about this fight? Because this fight, I thought, should have been stopped a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Wyman... He's coming off of a, was it four year? Four and a half year layoff. Yeah, he, he hasn't fought in a while. He actually looks a lot older, which is kind of like um, comical. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, oh, wow, this guy's got gray hair now. It's like we haven't seen him in a while, and he just looks a l- like he aged a lot. He looked like he'd been through some shit. That's what he looked like. And he really does. He brings you back to those days where it's like, Almost was like when Joe Lozon was big, you know what I mean? Like he feels like that that era of fighter, right? And where it's like they're grit, they're tough and everything, but there's it's not much more than basic, right. you know what I mean? Four years is a long time for he, a layoff, yo. He was very, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the right word, but um, he was elusive with that weird. On the ground, trying to get a leg lock, trying to get. Oh, he had some. Be- he had some jujitsu transitions that were that were out of this world. I bet you he is a handful in the gym to grapple with. Yeah, and um, th- it was funny because I think what he got he got cut with a elbow above his eyebrow. It was a knee. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It sorry. was a knee. So violent Bob Bob Ross knees this guy. He's just the- clinching the fuck out of him. Yeah, he's just spamming the clinch and he need him and it it split his eye wide open yeah and that's why i thought the fight should be called off sooner well, that's because wh- it's right above the eye but
but the doctor checked it twice. Well, that's what I was going to say, which was funny about Matt Wyman. is like, I guess, he, you know, he's, he's more old school. And uh, as soon as the doctor came to check it out, he was just like, no, it's good. It's good. You know, he's like aggressively talking to the doctor. And the doctor's like, all right. And then and then uh, what was what I thought might have been a strategy or it's just because he just couldn't do anything else. But he was laying down a lot after that where it was like the blood wasn't pouring into his eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like he might have had some old school tricks. Oh, yeah. He's a know? savvy fighter. You can't deny that. But he needs a way, way easier matchup for his next fight. Yeah, they were. I don't know if this was this was a too tall of a test for Wyman or this was a gimme fight for Pena. What do you think? Because I know you you like Pena, and you I wanna... think I think that they were. I'm not that big on Pena. Really, I like lo- I loved that fight. Okay, okay. I, I loved his skill in that. But I'm I mean I've never been that big on him. Like there's been times where I didn't really like him too much. I think he he's kind of had some lackluster matches. But um, I think that they had more faith in Wat, Matt Wat Myman <laughs> on uh, Matt Wyman's uh, return because then, he had a lot of uh, of those fight of the nights or whatever. You know what I mean? He had a lot of great wars back in the day, but he just it's, – it's the new era, man. People are coming in a lot different than we used to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was more like – a couple years back, it was a lot different. This 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 sport's evolving every fucking day. It is, and it's like getting crazier and crazier. And we're coming into a whole new ESPN era. And I'm sure that uh, we'll be talking about the good old days back in Fox, you know, <laughs> like we like we talk about the good old days back on Spike TV. That yeah. was the shit. Yeah, it was. I missed that intro by the way. I played that a few times for Ricky. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you remember this, man? Yeah, I wish we could play it, but we'll get flagged real quick. Yeah, no, but it was it was a cool. Um, if you guys haven't heard, it's like an epic ass like opera. Yeah, this and it sounded like he was saying Fajita. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about this fight, this Luis Pena fight, was this was the first one me and you both called perfectly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're sitting on the couch watching this fight, and then <laughs> Pena knocks him, TKO, TKOs him in a third, and we both look at each other, don't say a word, just nod like, "Yep." <laughs> he called that one. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. good. It was good. I like that. But uh, hats off to Luis Pena doing big things. I can't wait to see more of him. Um, and then moving on, we got uh, Ashley Yoder versus uh, Suri Kondo. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is another one I called perfectly correct. We have me and you both did. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't expect it to go as well for Yoder because she's, you know, always had trouble. It felt like in every match I always, you know, watch her and I always expect her to do better. So this one I went in thinking, oh, I hope she edges a win. Right. She dominated her all three rounds, dude. Really? It was just crazy. Uh, did you you miss this match? Yeah, I was getting the food. Yeah, crabs. Yeah, they yeah. were they were great. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and she. Used her wrestling, and she was aggressive with the striking. And it's just she just stayed on her, and uh, it was a def it was definitely the best match I ever seen her performing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope I hope she gets tested next time. Um. All right. Moving on. We got this is no no this is the questionable fight, ladies and gentlemen. 
So we have Dan Ige versus Kevin Aguilar. Why is this questionable? This is questionable because did you call the right guy? Oh, the question between us. I thought you meant like within the UFC. Oh, no, no, no. I was UFC, so confused. this was clear. This was clear. Ige took the decision win. Now, now we got it on the podcast last episode that he was battling back and Buddy was battling back and forth whether he should pick Dan Ige or Aguilar. And his ultimate answer, his final answer that he locked in was Aguilar for the decision. But then he had a change of heart. When he did his picks on social media and picked Dan, so let let's let's talk about change of heart, okay? Because you're the Mister. Oh, if we say it on podcast, let's keep it on social media. And I, I just want to be consistent. I just so happen to remember last fight, you had like four fight uh, picks that you changed. That's why I want to keep it consistent now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it before that. <laughs> you said it before that okay. that you want to keep it consistent. Okay, starting tonight. All tonight right, well, okay, clean slate. Clean slate, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, whatever we say on the podcast, it translates to social media, and we keep them. All right. Um, we got to keep this consistent for not only for our listeners, but for us in general. Just to keep it true. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah, I went back on my... With my pick, and I went with my original pick, which, if you listen, that's what I I mean, I first said that, and then after talking to Ricky, I just, I said, you're too big on him, and I just wanted to pick against Ricky, and then I was like, you know what? Ricky's right. Not Ricky's right. You can't, <laughs> and here, okay, you want to hear, you want to hear something pretty funny that me and Jordan actually realized, and you were, um, I think you were busy, you were just getting home with the kid, you were helping the kids with this one, so you kind of were watching on and off with this fight, um, but you didn't catch that me and Jordan were talking. And he's like, hold up. What's this fighter's name again? He's like, you're lying. And then when Bruce Buffer announced him, he was like, he's like, dude, he's really saying it like that. He's like, no wonder Ricky loves this guy. Oh. Danny Gay. Oh, my Danny, God. one of your best friends growing up, Gay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a funny realization. Wow. Oh, it's Danny you Gay. <laughs> motherfuckers. By the way, Danny is not gay. The guy we were referencing. <laughs> But it was right. it was just funny. But yeah, yeah um, I I I consider it calling it perfectly correct. But I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if you don't agree, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, All right. So so taking taking the fight into account, how did Dan Ige's performance look? He was. Definitely the more aggressive, um, and it it really he really threw off Ag- Aguilera or Aguilar, whatever however you pronounce it. But Aguilera was game the whole time. Like it's like a few times he got rocked, but he would come back, and he would come back with these like crazy combinations on on Ige, and you know they weren't all excuse me guys, they weren't all landing. But they were still nice, and he was still good. So even when he was in trouble, he was still talking about Aguilar. Um, he was still coming back with combinations, which I was impressed with. And I, I always say, I did say in the podcast, you can't count him out because he is a game ass fighter. Right, right. So, um, so did the judges get this one right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was clear that Ige won. Um, it was more or less. 
you were only impressed on how good Aguilar was doing for as fucked up he was getting. Oh, so he took an ass whooping pretty good. He was just definitely losing, but he was coming. But he still always kept coming back. Okay, okay. Picture a uh, a better striking Darren Elkins. Okay. You know what I mean? Because Darren Elkins kind of always gets fucked up. That's why I call him the damage. Yeah, he, he takes a lot <laughs> of damage. And he keeps coming back. Or yeah. zombie. Like zombie. Well, yeah, zombie you know? kind of walks through punches. And it, it, I mean, I'm just saying he he keeps coming back. Gotcha. You uh-huh. can't you can't you can't kill him. No, you can't. All right. So moving on. Um this was a little weird of a fight. I don't know how to how I feel about this. So the next fight was uh Kevin Holland versus Alessio De Chirico. I'm glad that you feel this way because I'm actually, I was like, I, I had a star next to this and everything, bro. Okay, well, let's get into <laughs> it. What do you have? I'll, I want to hear your thoughts on the fight. Well, Kevin Holland come up, comes up with the decision victory. Okay. Um, and we both called that to a T. But, you know, I don't know how I feel about how it went down. I, I love the way it went down. Okay, explain. Okay, everybody said that that may have been the meh, you know, eh, fight of the night. Yeah, it was definitely the but lower rank on a fight. To me, you know, and this this was not in my initial thoughts, but after going back and thinking about it, okay. it makes me even more excited for someone like Kevin Holland. Why? Because he had an injury. A sh- you know, he he hurt his shoulder bad. Right. It was very obvious. So much so that he could not throw his right hand. And Well, I mean, the the ref came over and asked him, like, "What's is something going on with your shoulder? Because they were icing the fuck out of it. And he's, like, you know, kind of smiling at the ref saying, what? Huh? Huh? He's like, no, nah, everything's fine. You know what I mean? He was, it, and, he, and he was, like, basically saying, I'm fighting until this motherfucker puts me out. Right. And he... He talked to his corner saying, hey, it's the same shoulder. And he got real close like he was whispering, but his his uh, coach was mic'd up, so it's like got even louder. <laughs> but so what I was saying was, let me see if I – yeah, yeah. So I was just making sure that I had exactly all the points I wanted to make. Okay. So he, is, he has shown that he has been injured, severely hurt right. in a fight, right. and still pushed through and won. Okay. That to me shows championship qualities. It it does show that you're willing to push through adversity, and you, I, you don't you don't teach that you you can't just, teach you either that. you got I, it you don't. I understand that. That's a chant right there. No matter no matter if he ever gets the championship, he's you know what I mean. He's got a championship mindset. Right. Now, my thought on the fight was that if the man is injured and he cannot properly protect himself. Why not call the fight? Because uh, L on your record can, in in that stage of your career, can make or break you. I agree, but was this an accidental um, injury, or was it the fact that DeKirico has just good takedown defense? Did Kiriko cause the injury, or did Holland have an accidental injury because I'm thinking that if DeKirico caused the injury then he should be awarded the win it's no different than you cutting a guy he was still able to push on and, and continue the fight I that's no, no matter that, what I mean and even, that's where that's where I kind of kind of get like uh, 
hesitant on it. But that was my uh, Molly McCann thought. was able to finish her 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 fight before the last with she couldn't even see out of her eyes really. True. You know what I mean? True. I mean, I and know. that and that just proves that you know these these are like I said this is something that you don't train you can't train to do. You can't um teach it. It's either you have or you don't. Right. You right. know and he's got that warrior mentality and that makes me very excited to cuz I know no matter what now he'll, you can't kill him. He's another one that's going to keep going until you literally put him down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the guy showed tremendous heart and uh, pushed through all the injuries and adversities. And he he even kind of insulted the guy when he won. Well, no, 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 because the guy was acting fucking crazy, dude. I didn't see how the guy he was, was kicking acting. the cage and everything like he and he's and he and he what his word was. He's like, come on, man. He's like, you're kicking the cage. Have some respect for the company that fucking paid you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the guy was acting like a fucking crazy man. Oh, okay. And, like, I heard that he was acting crazy. You know, this fucking, these guys act crazy sometimes. Yeah. I, I think Kevin Holland's a likable guy. He's, he's a shit talker, but he, you can tell it's not like he's not going and saying, fuck your mother, fuck your sister, uh, your wife and kids can eat shit. Yeah. He, he's keeping it fun shit talk. Okay. And and it's just like he's a guy that I think is gonna have a lot of fun fights. I mean, he fought Tiago Santos. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the first fight I remember really seeing him. In. I think that was the first fight in in the UFC. For yeah. Him. Okay. So I mean, he he's game, dude, to fight some of the best. All right, man. Well, you you've convinced me. All I'm saying is you convinced fuck me. anybody who said that was a boring fight because to me, I seen a man. Uh, uh, pushing through diversity. Adversity. Adversity. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, he was an African American man, but still, <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, um, I wouldn't yeah. call it the out of the great card that we got. I wasn't the best fight of the night. Hell no. No, no. Out of the great, out of the such of the great card we got, it was the fight on the lower end of the scale. Um, but moving on. We got Andrea Lee versus Montana De La Rosa. Um, so, this was kind of this was a good this was a good fight after you realized what Andrea Lee was going through to to overcome all the adversity that she did outside of the cage. Yeah, to get in the proper mindset to defeat uh, Montana. Which was great. I mean, I had Montana winning, but I was wrong. You called it to a T. Yep, like uh, always. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Um, yeah, but uh, Andrea Lee comes up with the decision victory. So I honestly, like, I remember I enjoyed the fight, but I can't remember anything notable about that fight. It was her wrestling. I mean, she just controlled where the fight took place. And... and uh, she basically just controlled every every bit of the fight. She didn't okay. look like she was in trouble at all within the fight. And and the thing that I took away from it was um, she was a really, really composed fighter. And I thought that would be good for it, but it made it um, that much more after you told me the stuff that she was going through outside of the cage. Like, she couldn't have her kid there. You sure it was me... Uh I mean, I might have told you because I was. I think I heard that from Fighting with Myself podcast. Right. I, I'm not really th- that familiar. The only the only thing I always remember 
and it was like a year ago or more. And she's the she's the one with the uh, husband who had a Nazi tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and she wears the cowboy hat. You know what I mean? That's right. that's the two main things I know about her. Okay. Yeah, but apparently she was going through a lot of stuff outside of the cage, and to put all that stuff aside, still get your training and come in and dismantle your opponent and be composed for that kind of fight on the main card of a pretty big fight. I mean, my hat's off to her. Good job. Yeah, keep another win. Keep them coming. That's right. All right, now moving on, we got... Uh, Andre Yule versus Anderson DeSantos. Yule! <laughs> Crank that soldier boy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was a, uh, Jordan was the first to say that. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> but, uh, dude, this... Okay. This was a sleeper fight. I didn't expect the fight to be this good. Dude, you you go back and watch the highlights, like... Even like you, you, you can forget how how good these fight this fight was, how good Yule's performance was. Like it's it's some for some reason for me it's so easy. But then when you rewatch any highlights, you're like, God damn, it's such a beautiful fucking strike and in and out and just landing everything, dude. I mean, he fucked dude up. He he put on a striking clinic. Yule comes away with the decision victory. Now he couldn't put him away, even though he came real close a couple times. But, I mean, he was just peppering him with beautiful combinations in and out, using his footwork, circling left, circling right, switch stances, setting up the jab. He was he was telling this man, this is how you fight. This That's, it, it's honestly some of the best striking that I've seen. Yeah. I, 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 I am like, hard-pressed to disagree. I mean, some people may have more power or may, may have this, but I think overall... That's literally one of the best performances, you know, striking wise I've seen. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean to say that Anderson DeSantos is a shitty fighter, but I mean, man, he was, he just had every answer for DeSantos' attacks. He would, he would slip, he would circle, he would back in, back out, he would just faint just right, and I mean, he was biting on everything and making him pay for it. So yeah. You'll just uh, the way he fought and the way he's just motivated. I I see him rising right to the top. If he keeps fighting like this, there's no doubt in my mind he's gonna get a title shot soon. Uh, what what weight class is he in? I can't remember now. Uh, I believe it was uh, what was that? Was it welterweight? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it was bantamweight. Sorry, sorry, bantamweight. So that's a one thirty-five. Yeah, he he definitely. Oh my god, the matchups for him. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be amazing fights, dude. Can you like, imagine him and Aljo? Could, I I could imagine him with a lot of those one thirty fivers. Yeah, I mean, imagine him with Benavidez. I mean, can he take Benavidez's wrestling? Is Benavidez one thirty five? I thought he was one twenty five. My yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that name, and I just <laughs> I could still see that fight happening. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Um, yeah. There's is, is, hold on. One. So is is uh Uriah Faber? Is he coming back one thirty five or is he coming back heavier? He's older, so I would assume he's coming back featherweight. What's Ricky Simone in, or Simon Ricky Simone? Ricky Simone. I think that's one thirty five. Is he the? Is it one thirty five or one fifty five? I can't. What did What did he fight at? Cause I I forget now. Google fight. 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, Either way, I, I think Faber probably is going to do this one fight and get his ass whipped and then never come back. Yeah, I think Faber's face <laughs> is prime. Sorry, sorry to drift off. Let's 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 get back on track with this. All right. So Yule has an unbelievable performance against the Santos, and uh, takes up the decision win. Looking forward to big things from Yule in the bantamweight division. Moving on to the co-main event, we have Brian Barberina versus Randy Brown. Now, shocker for me, this was the upset. I thought Barberino had this fight yeah. in the bag. I didn't, I didn't even question it. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a long fight, but Barberino's going to, you know, he's going to overpower this guy and, and just overwhelm him. But, man, were we wrong. Randy Brown came through and knocked his guy out in the third round. What did you think about that fight, man? Randy Brown, it, he... Looked as good as Yule did, you know. I mean, maybe not as perfect, but he had a similar um, game plan. It seemed like you, you would you agree? Uh, Randy Brown have a similar game plan to Yule. I think he, yes, yes. He was keeping him on the end of his jab, but he was working body shots better than Yule was. Yule was peppering heads with combinations. But Randy Brown was making this guy pay and taking his. He win. probably seen. Um, he probably did that based off of watching him um, Barbarina fight. Um, damn, what's his name? Randy Brown. Vis- Vicente Luca. Oh, Vicente Luque. Luque Vicente or whatever. Vicente Luque. Yeah. Um, remember that was a fucking banger dude it was a banger and then he would get he would he would start to hurt him with that belly shot and stuff so maybe he saw that and Randy brown took it you know took and used it and that's that's ultimately the body shots is what put barbarina down he did not want to quit dude that i mean he he don't have quit in him no he didn't want to but his body gave out he, yeah he, eventually he gave out but he was he was just pushing through it yeah i mean Randy brown was was uh pushing him up against the cage Striking him with hooks left and right, and then hit him with two good body shots right near the liver, and he just dropped. His body gave out. You could see that he wanted to push on, but he just fell, and the ref had to call it at that point. Yeah. And so, hats off to Randy Brown, and, you know. Who's next for Randy Brown? I don't. Got me, man. I have no idea on that one. He called out a few people, but I cannot remember. Yeah, I'm lost on who he called out. Who could he call out? I mean, that's 170. I mean, there's plenty of matchups for 170. Yeah. Plenty. Who would you like to see him with? Any Anybody come to mind right off top? Um, Not in particular, but... Maybe uh, does Neil Magny coming back anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. He's be, he's, he's only got like a what is a six month suspension. Yeah, fight the two skinny black guys, loser leaves. You only need one in the UFC. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just being stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, man. On to the main event. We got Honato Moicano versus. Chen Sun Jung, better known as the Korean Zombie. 
called the fuck out of this one and you were questioning my sanity when I said it. Look, Korean Zombie's coming off a loss, a five-round banger loss, all right? And Honata Moncano's coming off a loss as well. So this is very odd that we see two main event, a main event fight with two fighters coming off of a loss. And I was expecting a Korean Zombie to, you know, walk through punches and make this a long fight. But man, was I wrong? And you called this perfectly. The only the only difference is I said he's gonna walk right through his jab. He ducked the jab and fucking rocked the shit out of him. Followed up. He he got the he ducked under the jab. Fucking came with the overhand right or like a looping hook, whatever you wanna call it, and then came back with a left hook and then like finished him off on the ground. I mean that that motherfucker was fucked up. <laughs> I think the overhand right was putting put him out cold. He was out cold and falling. Well, and then the left hook brought him back. I watched that today with some of my coworkers like three, four times. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because like he jacked his fucking jaw from one side to the other, and you could see like he was kind of fucked up. But before he would hit the ground, before he would have hit the ground, he he started to take a knee like he was trying. So he still got that. Uh, autopilot to where he's really trying not to get TKO'd or KO'd, but as soon as Zombie fucking connected and seen that it landed good, he he had no time to recover. If he would have gave him a, a extra second to recover, it might have been different. Yeah. That's that's how if you watch his, his eyes and try and see the consciousness, that's how much it looked like. If he would have gave him one second, he may have recovered. Oh, uh, okay. I I didn't get to I didn't get to see it I just too kept, many times, but man, that was a wonderful knockout. Yeah, I, I had to keep rewatching it. <laughs> I was like, look how beautiful this is. He he slipped that punch perfectly, and then just crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, and he you could tell he really really enjoyed that win. He loved it. He jumped up on the cage. Korean Zombie was just taking it all in, and. It, it was good to see him get back on the winning track. I liked it. So, with these two guys, let's start off with the loser. Um, do you think that maybe he's um, not doing so well because he's having harder matchups? Or do you think that maybe he needs to rethink his whole game plan or... Uh, I don't know. Re- you think maybe he reached his peak already? I don't know if it's the plateau of competition. Um, you know, like is is Moicano just a gatekeeper for the top ten? That's. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of what it looks it's, like. It's going to end up being because once he gets to that like top six, top seven guys, he can't he can't hang with them. He just can't. He he gets to. Once he tries to get to that next level of competition, yeah. I don't know if he's choking, like he just crushes under the pressure of it, or he just he just can't compete. I don't know, but it's it's very apparent that when he tries to jump up in competition, something happens in his mind and he just can't he can't hang. Um I think it's right now, uh, I might be speaking too soon, but it, it, he was kind of a hype train, and I think he he got exposed f- that it wasn't 
you know, exactly well-deserved. You know, he just wasn't the killer that that they thought that they were getting. I mean, his striking and his elusiveness is on point and can be when he's relaxed and when he does when he fights his fight. But it's just when the lights come on at that bigger stage with that next level of competition, something just happens where he just doesn't act himself and he gets beat for it. This is how much faith I have in him. I will give you an 80% chance that I will pick against him in his in his next fight. Okay. So, speaking of his next fight, who would you like him to fight? Moicano? Yeah. Um, dude, I have no idea. Me, personally, I said either Calvin Cater or... You're going to fucking kill him. Or Jeremy Stevens. You're going to kill him. I'm not going to... I mean, these guys are just below that next level. I don't think that, like... And and they're all coming up off of a win. And th- this is... Moy- I think this would be Moicano's... Who did Jeremy Stevens beat? Um, He's, he, he just came up a loss. Who did he just... Did he, he lost to Aldo, right? That's his last fight? He saw... He, okay, scratch that. He's coming off of two losses. Who did he just lose to? Zabit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, then that's the fight to make right there. And this is Moicano's do or die, really. Because if he loses against Stevens, then this is, this is the, that would be the fight where loser takes a big drop. I'm not saying get rid of him. I don't, I don't think that they give him Stevens, dude. Stevens is too much of a name. I think that he's going to have to take um, somebody that gets a little hype on them. And he's going to be a gatekeeper for you know at that in that match. Oh, okay, for the top ten. So yeah, so basically he'll have to fight somebody that is is on the up and coming because Stevens is keeping his name relevant right now. He's posting memes and shit and everything. Yeah, but so is Connor. But I mean, no, 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 but let's he, be honest. He's trying. He's he when he wants zombie bad. He was like the first to really come out and say. And you know he loves the fucking the knockout game. Oh, I I agree. He does love the knockout game, but he's getting he's getting hurt. I yeah. mean, he's getting taken out. Well, you like The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple times. Well, I'm saying because he he had a he had a picture uh, that he just posted. I seen it was kind of cool. He had uh, it was his face, and he had the bat with the bar oh, wire Negan. or whatever. Yeah, and he said uh, he's coming for a zombie. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's really trying for that fight. He really wants that fight. Yeah, he wants to promote it. I mean, why not? I yeah. mean, that, that's that's a good way to jump ahead of the line. That's how you how you do that. He knows the fight game, and that's how you play it. But I feel like Korean Zombie... What's next for maybe, Korean Zombie? Maybe she did get a different fight than I do Stevens. Too. I do, too. I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick. Who? Your boy. Which one? Aldo. Now, if if Aldo goes again, this will be second time. Okay. And uh, I don't know if they want to see that fight again. I just feel like a lot of people are calling for that fight, the rematch. I think that's a that's a safe fight to do. But I want to see something new. All right, if you say Zabit. I'm not saying Zabit. Let's hear it. I'm saying Ortega. Ortega and Zabit are supposed to fight. That is not in stone yet. 
somebody is not coming to the table with that. And you'd rather see... I'd rather see Ortega versus Zombie than Zabit versus Zombie, yes. I'd rather see that wrestling against that striking than than Zabit's spinny shit. I think that that would be a bad decision by Ortega. To take Zombie? Yes. Why? First of all, he'll lose. Why say he'll lose? Second of all, <laughs> second of all, okay. He's a higher profile than Zombie in a lot of ways. Right, and he's coming off a bad, bad loss. So he should kill a higher profile guy. Who's Z- higher? He Z- was Zabit is okay. So beat is is um, way bigger hyped on skill level than Zombie is. Yeah, but and then um, he's also, you know, a newer guy. So maybe Ortega sees a little holes in his game, and he can expose. I mean, the difference between or or the difference between Korean Zombie and uh, Zabit is Zabit gets tired faster. Not only that, but Korean Zombie in a lot of ways would fight him would fight him more like Max fought him. He just came out of a war. Yeah, you think you think you think he wants to go on another war with Zombie? No, of course not. But I mean, but I I'm not taking in Ortega's feelings at this moment. I'm saying what I would want to see. I would want to see Korean Zombie versus Ortega. Beat the fuck out of Ortega? Okay. I'm not saying I'll that he that. would lose. I'm saying that that does Now, Ortega's been known to take some damage, right? Probably the most damage you've seen somebody take. <laughs> and then, no, by far, he hasn't. He hasn't. Maybe, okay, maybe not the most damage, but the, maybe the most attacks. It may not damage them the most. That is true. That is true. But he he has been known to come out with the win at the end of a fight. Not with Zombie. <laughs> Who knows? You don't know. I mean. I do. Uh, a guillotine Call me now oh. <laughs> A guillotine comes quick yo You ain't go- You ain't gonna get Zombie with a guillotine uh, Alright we'll see How do you kill a zombie You take the head That's right You take his head You <laughs> rip it the fuck off <laughs> Alright Well this ain't the movies Motherfucker No happy endings here <laughs> Zombie wins <laughs> All the more reason why though, I think that fight Needs to be made But yeah I say zombie versus triple C. Oh, I'm just being bullshit. Yeah, you're 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 stretching too crazy. So the fight that never happened on this card. Oh my god! Don't remind me. Was John Lineker versus Rob Font? Now the fight never took place because apparently Lineker got cut while dropping weight. Can somebody please explain to me how that happens? I believe the see I I've only heard rumors. I haven't really looked into it like that, but I think that Lineker was like just doing some sparring or something, right? And it maybe in his hotel room or something, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be light sparring, and he he uh, cut open cut an old cut open again. Okay, so it was like kind of a already tender spot yeah and it just reopened right i mean once you have scar tissue above your eyes it's real easy for it to uh open back up again 
So if that's the case and that's how you get cut by dropping weight, what do you do to that sparring partner? I Look, mean, because I'd be really, really pissed off if I was Lineker and my stupid sparring partner cost me my payday. Well, some people are debating whether that's true or not because he's missed a lot of fights. Right. That's what I thought. I thought he just backed out and this was his excuse. Because he had the he, he was saying, "Oh, I don't get all I don't get the, I don't get that many fights. I don't get the many fights." And they called him. And uh, he doesn't. I mean, he he showed, but he didn't. Right. Right. So I love Lineker's fight style. I hope that he uh, makes it to the next fight, dude. Because I really like to see his fights. Yeah, I would too. Um, and I knew with Ralph Font, you know, they fought before, but I knew that going into this fight, I felt like Lineker was really going to take it. You know, I mean, a lot quicker. I thought he's going to, like I said, first round knockout. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we called. I thought he was going to catch him and do it, but I was excited. Didn't happen. Oh, well. Right. All right. So, um, I have a lot of uh, questions on, you know, what's next for certain people. So, uh, you know what? Uh, we were talking about the Yule fight. Yeah. I got here in my notes. I didn't even think about this, but I'm glad I wrote it down. Um, I'd like to see him versus Eddie Wineland or... Remember Eddie Wineland? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was he was kind of a real scrappy guy. Put on what is is Wineland the same weight class? Yeah. Yeah. So they're both bantam weights and, and it's going to it's going to be a good I think that's the fight. That'd be I a, like Wineland too much. <laughs> what do you mean you like Wineland too much? This ain't WWE, son. Go on. <laughs> Look, I uh, build them up a little bit more and let them fight when they're both a little higher. Oh, come on. Give them each another fight and then put them together. All right. All right. Come on, man. Don't kill Wyland so quickly because I don't see anybody beating that uh, <laughs> at that striking game. Well, obviously you do. Who? You obviously you talk about Eddie's striking game or Yule's? Yule's. Oh, okay. I don't see anybody beating could do that. You, dude, I told you it was like <laughs> some of the best striking I've ever seen, ever. I know, I know. So, I, know. I mean, and I really like Wyland and uh, I don't see him being able to keep up with something like that okay i don't see a lot of, like i said i'm very i'm i'm on that train motherfucker okay I, you know how I'm, I'm quick to say i'm not on that train i'm not on the train yeah i'll be on the yule train motherfucker all right all right all right choo choo motherfucker choo choo motherfucker <laughs> speaking of which we might as well get into that all right all right the goat artem <sighs> this was the talk of the town supposedly i mean all the casuals were about this fight <laughs> well i mean it, this was our Lord and Savior, Artem Lobov. <laughs> um, Personally, I could give two shits about this He is the Jesus Christ fight. of the MMA world, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but he was defending the MMA world, MMA community's honor by showing boxers ain't shit, especially Paul fucking Giamatti. <laughs> okay, so... Paul so, Mamalaji, Paul Giamatti, they're the same person. Okay, okay, so... First, look, I didn't really care for this fight. It wasn't the best fight, but I I'm biased because I enjoy MMA, and I'm 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 really um, remiss when I watch bare knuckle boxing because there's not enough weapons for me. There's not enough 
technique in that game plan <laughs> for me. Yeah, you want me to throw a knife in the ring? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're getting savage anyway by using bare knuckles, but we'll get into that. Excuse me. A couple takeaways. One, Artem with the big win. Okay. Paulie Malinashi was talking mad shit before and after the fight. Yeah. Okay. It, Artem showed him that a scrappy fighter can whip up on a boxer given given the proper um, rule set. Rule set. Yeah, exactly. So it looked like Paulie was in there trying to box him. Not 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 fight him. Yeah. This was a fight, not a boxing match. And he thought that he could, you know, faint his way to victory and that that isn't how a fight works. Yeah. Damage and control is how a fight works. And Artem knew that and took it over. So um after the fight, Paulie being a delusional crazy person mm-hmm. said I only got hit one time. I I think anybody watching that fight would have agreed that I won that fight. And he's sitting there with two or three big-ass cuts over both eyes. So how does somebody hit somebody? That one on his eyebrow was a big gash. It was a huge gash. He had one right by his nose and right on the side of his eyebrow. Your hand went down low. I thought you were going to say on his penis. <laughs> he pointed to his eyebrows, everybody. <laughs> and then his hand went all down low as he said it. I'm like, damn, what the? What were you seeing? <laughs> but anyway, but to say that you only got hit once is, is borderline retarded. I, yeah. I, know, I know we shouldn't use that word in this time and age, but for real, it, it it's... A, it's there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. This guy was a nutcase. And so, I, I'm just hoping, hope we never hear from him again. Yeah. Uh, my little takeaway from this fight was Paul, like you said, Paulie was definitely delusional. Um, he was fucking scared out of his mind. He was fucking frantic the way he was fighting. Uh, he also said that he broke his hand in the first or second round, and that's why he didn't throw no rights. Uh, which could be true because he's known to be breaking his hands and shit. Um, or, or just making excuses saying that's why he didn't fucking fight that way. And then, um, I think Artem kind of respected his boxing game too much. But Artem also still, you know, did the Artem thing and, and brought it to him when he could. Right. And, and Paul... Paulie, he said, he goes, if this guy beats me, I'm done. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm definitely retired from this sport right here. And, um, but the thing is, all the shit that he was talking, saying, you know, I definitely want to fight. Definitely. Artem didn't even, resp- didn't even respond. He didn't need to. No, no, no. But I feel like it was very, it was great that he didn't. And, and he, and they asked him, dude, is the beef squashed? You know, at the, that was one of the first things they asked Artem in the, in the in the actual ring, yeah, and he says yes, definitely, yeah. And the thing is, is like okay, he, he yeah, he spit on you, and yeah, he did this, but it's good to squash it because there's even though people might not believe it might not happen, but if he would have came back at Paulie, the rematch would have happened, yeah. You know, because it was a you know borderline close fight, nobody got finished, and then 
you know, he's saying, I definitely won, I definitely won. If if Artem would have replied or responded at all, there would have been talks about a rematch, and it probably would have happened because the money would have been right. I, I I don't know, man. I, no, that's why I'm glad that he didn't reply. Right. Because there is gonna not there's there's not gonna be a rematch. We're all just gonna shit on Paulie, and he's just gonna be known as a joke in the fucking MMA. And now he's an even bigger joke in boxing. He was already a joke because you know Adrian Broner or whatever was talking about. They always get Mr. Steel Girl. Yeah, he said. Not only did I take your belt, but I took your fucking bitch. And then, and then he's like, that was my side piece. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's fucking delusional, dude. He is. But, he, but is. he still admitted that the dude took his girl, though. I know. I know. I know. But, and yeah. Now, now it just makes that whole training shit with Connor look credible. It's what it does. Yeah. Be- yeah, yeah. And it's not that Arden beat him that makes the training video look credible. It's his delusion of the fight and his obsession with Connor and the tape. It just come on, man. You're just now you know why Connor wasn't responding as much because it's it's a fucking psycho talking. Yeah, man. It's just dumb. I mean, if it's it's weird when Connor thinks you're crazy. Well, yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. So uh, a couple other fights uh, that. Oh, were, hold on one second. Okay, I, I want to get into this with you. Okay, get into it, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, let's bare, get it on. <laughs> bare knuckle boxing. Bare knuckle fighting. Is that a good sport? Uh, is that something that you want to watch? I'd like it better if <laughs> this. This is gonna sound like a joke, but it's not. Okay. I'd like it better if they prefer, like they preferenced or whatever, pre prefaced, prefaced every fight with a backstory of why they're fighting. I feel like it should be like old school uh, Irish or whatever, whatever they did, like the Ireland to England and shit. How it would be families fighting each other and shit. Okay. That's how like bare knuckle boxing was. You know what I mean? You do know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, like, they, the fans would meet, and then they would fucking fight it out, dude. So, you're saying that... There should be a... a if if they made it more of a theme for every fight, I'd love it. Okay. So, like, um, uh, I don't know. Two brothers are going to fight. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some, they have a, some they have a type beef. of drama between, yeah. between the fighters. And they, they let you know, like, hey, um, this person is the... Married his his ex-wife and they used to be best friends okay so you want some drama I, yeah. I i get that now i'm looking at it from uh strictly a sports perspective like uh a boxing perspective okay. now i cannot get into the sport i don't know why uh i i think it's because i see all these older mma older boxers going to bare knuckle and it's just like a Legends League kind of, like a retirement community almost. You know, where all these older MMA fighters, all these older boxers go to have their last fights. Well, And I can't I can't get down with that. Well, hear me out on that, because I got a direct reply to that. So, it's not something a young fighter is going to want to really get into because... But it, why? The, the breaking of the hands and shit, dude. But if you... That's the, that's the thing, too. Is this a sport that you can train for? See, I don't even see this as a sport. I, I really see this as it should be just be a fight. That's that. Is it? These are. This is like fucking really just a fight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then this. That that's why I can't get down with this because it's not a sport. If if you're saying it's not a sport, it's just a fight. Then 
than fight in the street. I don't <laughs> like that's not. That's it, what I was saying. Like I feel like it shouldn't be sanctioned. It it should just be two dudes fighting out. They make the rules up before they go in, and I, that's kind of didn't didn't uh, Artem and and Paulie have different uh, round length than um and than Artem and Jason. I have no idea. But I I, have I feel no like idea. I feel like that that should like that should be how it is. Is like they each they each choose, and it, like the thing is, is like I don't know if they if they could do this or not. Um, but like they could even choose like kicks allowed, you know, uh, eye gouging allowed. You know what I mean? Like fuck it. If if they both agree to it, let it happen. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna do bare knuckle, you might as well fucking do everything. I guess. But I, look, look. I just <laughs> I just don't see the science involved in it. Like boxing, I can see you set up the feints, the jabs. You can move. You got footwork. MMA. You got all the weapons. You got. You got. You're worried about the takedowns. You're worried about the clinch work, the dirty boxing, the striking, the jujitsu. Yeah. You got so much stuff in MMA, which which is why I love MMA. Is because it's so many things in one sport. With bare knuckle boxing, I don't. I don't understand. It just looks like two dudes just having a bar fight. Yeah. I, I may. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. No, you're and not. I just don't see where the the science and the technique is. And I don't. And you know what? I heard Dan Hardy say this in uh, Luke Thomas, which kind of makes me question it. He said, "If bare knuckle boxing and the UFC started at the, at the exact same time, we would have uh, a better understanding because we'd have bare knuckle boxing has more time to mature." And guys bring bring that uh, sport into it. Bring no. this into a sport. And it made I, me question it. But the, the more I think about it, the less I really li- I'm with you on that. Like this isn't this is just cockfighting. Yeah, no, I got I got I got Jerry's final thought on this, okay? Oh, and, the, shit. and then and then we're gonna fuck the debate. Okay. And so here's the thing. It's it's a novelty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 a that's why I was saying I like the whole idea of a theme for each fight because it's literally novelty to me. Right. It's like fuck it, let's do the whole carnival ride with it. Okay. Let, let's go full on. Hey, uh, this guy fucked my wife. You know, you might as well. well. Because I don't see it as legit fighting, legit sport. It's just two guys. It's it's a battle of the willpower. Who can who can take the most punches? Really? Or I mean, they have the one guy. I mean, some of the guys are elusive. So I mean, some guys can really. You know, come in there and piece people up and not get hit. But I think for the most part, it's just too. And I don't have a problem with it. I just would rather to. I'd rather there be more of a story for each fight, so I could care why I want to see this guy get beat the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I hear you. I hear you. The uh, the two little things that I I know that you didn't watch it. Okay. You know, but Chris Lieben got a got a loss by decision, I believe. Okay. I was I watched most of that fight, but missed the last like ha- round and a half because um, internet problems going home, and the you know Jordan was driving. I wasn't driving watching. <laughs> um, who else fought? Uh, the Let Me Bang Bro dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, J- is it Jamie or Jeremy or Jeremy? <laughs> Why the fuck was I was like Jeremy Lane? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Jordan Lane? No, it's. <laughs> Julian, Julian. Okay, I knew it, it started with a J. Is it Lane or is it something else? I don't know. I don't know. But the only <laughs> why does way Lane I, sound right? <laughs> it might be. It might be. You know, I, Just I let me bang, bro. That's the only way I remember that kid. 
Yeah. Um. But dude, Jason Knight's kind of a star over there. Yeah. Yeah. Like he came in, dude. He came in after the fight, and they let him talk or whatever. And he was like, Paul Ma- Paul Ma- I can't ever fucking say his goddamn <laughs> last name. Paul Malajaji. Um. He's like, you're a bitch. You know. He's like, he's like, we just proved to you that you ain't shit. You ain't, you you didn't live up to nothing you said. He's like Artem. Has uh, he ever? And really? He goes, <laughs> he goes and, and and it and it goes to show you that 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 Artem, that the fight with Artem was nothing without me. You know, Artem. It takes two to tango, but I'm down for a rematch type shit. And yeah. Artem was saying he would like to fight him for the belt next time. Right. Right. And that that is a fight to make. Now that makes now Artem Lobov has went from a US UFC 500 fighter to a superstar. In bare knuckle boxing. Well, and, and the thing is, is like with this deal with see, I, I'm happy for Artem. He was a, he was a, whatever. He wasn't that great of a fighter, but um, he he has his deal where he can fight anywhere else. Right. You know that's that's the deal with 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 the bare knuckle guy. Yeah. If he wants to and, kick box, he can kick box. If he wants to box, he can box. And he was promoting himself perfectly. Yeah. In the post fight interview, he was saying, "I'm I'm a uh, I'm a prize fighter." That's he's like, I, I don't hold no punches. I, you know, whoever has the money, that's where I go. Yeah. Does anybody want to offer deals? Let's do it. Yeah. Choo choo, motherfuckers. I'm on that fucking train, and yeah. I don't care what nobody. Everybody's like, oh, Artem jokes. I mean, I don't make Artem jokes like that, but I do enjoy. I do enjoy him, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that we call him a goat. Yeah. It's just like the the jokes ain't all. You know, they're not that funny, but I just I just like being behind Artem. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good personality to get behind. All right, so moving on, moving on cuz we only got so much time. Um Bellator. The big story coming out of Bellator is Rafael Lovato Jr. uh takes the new middleweight championship. He takes it off of Gegard Mousasi and it, from what I understand, now I did not see the fight. I seen a couple highlights. It was a very, very close fight. Yeah, and you know, I, I've been saying Musashi is underrated and everything, but hey, man, so, sometimes you got them hard matchups. Yeah, yeah, you didn't do enough, man. <laughs> you didn't do enough. And I like uh, Rafael Lovato because his jiu-jitsu is on another fucking planet. And he has just enough striking to keep it interesting. Yeah. And... uh he used all that to to his advantage in this fight, and looking forward to it's he he's either gonna get Musasi again in a rematch, or he's gonna fight Machida. I think Machida's gonna get overlooked. For whom? For I Musasi? Know, I, just, I mean, he just beat Chael, and he's on what uh, nine fight winning streak? He, I think he might fight him next. I mean that. I mean that in my eyes, from what I've seen in Bellator, he's like a big deal over there. Keep on drinking that piss, boy. That's right. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um. So anything else with Bellator? Uh, not that I not that I've seen. Oh, um, Gallagher got on his his winning ways again. He's kind of like Black the, Gallagher, bitch. Not Black. <laughs> Black Gallagher don't go out like no punk, bitch. So, uh, <laughs> he's an Irish fighter. Over a black Irish. No, he's not black. What's his name? Jack 
Ga- uh, Gallagher or um, Gallagher, or I think it's Gallagher. I think it's Gallagher. Yeah, something like that. He he likes watermelons. He likes a big sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he got back on his winning ways, and they they got a lot of promotion behind him. So it's good to see him get back to the winning. Yeah. Um. Some good news. Boy, uh, Jose Aldo, he signs a new deal quietly, which was a little weird. And he fi- he signs a new eight fight deal, but he signed this deal a month ago, right before he fought um, his last fight. Well, to me, that sounds like it's the same idea as Anderson Silva. He didn't care how long of a fight. It would be, I mean, how many? Because he knows that he is going to retire in the UFC. Yeah, but he said he also said that he wanted to box after this. Like, that was his whole thing. At the end of this year, I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to move into boxing. Well, good luck having eight fights in one year. <laughs> that's what I said. I said they must have. I wonder what the deal is. Or. That's what I'm wondering. What, because, because Dana White's starting to boxing or whatever. What if the fights, what if the contract doesn't specify? Oh, what what kind of fight it was? It yeah. doesn't have to be as MMA? As long as it's in the UFC, under the UFC or whatever. Or the, Zufa, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. the main company is. Yeah, WME. Maybe, maybe. You know, that's not a bad idea. It's possible. That is possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, with Dana White, Jesus. <laughs> um, the other a little, little short little topic I wanted to get involved in is headline or main cards being titles title shots i know that's mostly on a pay-per-view wme wants every pay-per-view main event to be a title shot now i am not of this uh agreement you know i don't believe that that's true and this ufc fight card proved it if, if you if you look back i mean i'm i'm not sure of the statistics but i'm pretty sure every fight card that did not have a title fight as the main event was a fucking great card yeah you know and then like a lot of times they'll see because i i don't know if it's because they don't want to overshadow the champion <clears throat> championship match but sometimes they just have a lackluster card under them i guess so it's like a championship uh title i mean championship main event and then the rest of the car, rest of the fights in the card sometimes are a little bit meh you yeah, know? but there's so many there's so many cards and so many pay per views nowadays that to have a champion on every single pay per view is is ludicrous. I mean, it's not it's it's not sustainable. It wouldn't be as bad if there wasn't so many goddamn double champs. That that's true too. Because people can't keep up because they got fucking belt in goddamn seven divisions. Right, and. and I just don't, I think that, yes, you lose a little bit of casualness, but you get, um, you get a better quality product when you, when you don't have that big, uh, stage feel, you know? Yeah. I think, um, instead of calling it a, um, interim title, they should call it a number one contender title. Not a title. You just well, I mean, a, but they give you. A, they, you still it's still like a, a five round fight. 
and right. it's, and and you still get a belt to signify your next. I don't think you even need a belt. I don't. It want could a belt. be so like you know how the like the championship is gold, right? The silver for the fucking contender. It's eh, not a bad idea. I'm just saying, like it's 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 very possible. I mean, it's it 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 would it would I think it would keep things in line actually because if you have that silver title, or if you're if you're the one that got the silver title before anybody else, that means you're next, motherfucker. You nobody else can jump you. I think they need something like that so they can keep uh, everything in line. But but my my whole point is that. You can have a great fight card without any titles and any number one contenders being talked about. And this this card proved it because none of the fighters are getting a title shot after this. You know another card that proved it? What? Cowboy versus uh, Al, Al, Al Iaquinta. Right. That's another but, one. I mean, that was, but there was title contention um, Not implications really. in there. Everybody thought that uh, it was either if Al beat if Al beat Cerrone, he was getting the title shot right yeah. after Frankie, and and if, if Cerrone wins, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, th- this is this is uh, for one fifty five, not one forty five. Oh, sorry, well, uh, you know. So what I mean. that's what I'm saying. It, it was a toss up for that one. That was just a fun fight, right? Right, but it's still it's it, you're proving you're making my point for me too. No, I'm I'm not against you, dude. I'm, I agree with you. Right, right. I know we're. I'm preaching to the choir here. But all I'm saying is maybe you don't have to have a title on every pay-per-view. Just make better fights. Yeah, I think that it's definitely I would rather a fan fan favorite fights, which they they sometimes do, but and every time they do it delivers. If they if if UFC matchmakers would listen to the fans more, we would have better fights, and, and we would really see who the better fighter is. But I think, you know, there's a lot of factors involved in that. It's like, are these guys going to agree to the fights that we want? You know, it's 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 a lot more into it than what we than what we really realize once we start thinking about it. Right. I mean, you got injuries, you got agreements, you got managers. There's a lot of lot more money when the title's on the line. Oh, yeah. So, that's where there should be. But I'm saying, so that's why they want to do all these titles. All these guys, I only want to fight for the title. Well, how are you going to only fight for a title if, if you're fighting somebody else that don't have a fucking title? Right. It's like, well, you make a fucking interim title and then you pay me the fucking title match. That. But I'm, I'm just saying but that this is, this is, it might not be UFC's problem, but it might be the fighters or it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and Sp- speaking of which, what? Fucking... Colby Covington, okay, taking a fight with Robbie Lawler. That's a good fight. He, he Colby Covington was supposed to be next in line. Yeah, but he's running. How long are you gonna hold out for? This is just like Corey Anderson. Yeah, it's like, how long are you gonna hold out for? Well, he, yeah, he needed the, he needed a fight to to keep himself relevant to stay active. Yeah, um, it's a dangerous fucking matchup. It, yeah, and you need with with him, you need a dangerous matchup to. To keep that relevancy, to to back up what you've been you've been selling everybody that you're the best, and you you got to go out there and prove it again. And if they're not going to give you the title shot because uh, Kamara's hurt and Tyron's hurt and Ben Askren's fighting Jorge Masvidal, I mean you yeah you got to make some moves. You got to make something happen. And your next your next viable option is Lawler and. 
early prediction? I, I think he takes him. I think I got Colby on this one. I How? Think, I, I think he's gonna wrestle him, and um, he's gonna he's just gonna out outwork him. And I see Robbie. I hate to say it because I, I know you're not going to believe me, but I think Robbie kind of gives up around a third round, and um, we get a TKO from 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 Colby. So I I I changed my mind a couple times on this on how it's going to turn out. The fact that Lawler is coming back from a fight that he believes he should have. You know that should not have been stopped because Askren was he he don't he don't believe he was out. He gave a thumbs up. You know we all know that whole deal. And if you don't, just you know ask us later. Anyway, um, I thinking that he's coming off of that, he's gonna want to come in super intense and just really get that fucking knockout because that's the type of person he is. He he just likes to fucking in his words take motherfucker souls. And I think he's gonna be coming for fucking Colby soul. Which is why I think he's going to come in a little too wild. And Colby's going to fucking push the pace, tire him out. And I believe he's going to get a fucking first round TKO. Colby gets his first round TKO? Yep. Wow, that is a bold ass prediction. I mean, I'm I'm thinking the same thing that he overtires himself. Because he wants wants that, that knockout like you were saying. But... Not a first round. I think he can last a first round. And Kobe ain't got no power. I mean, Kobe's got good wrestling. That's why I'm saying he's, he's going to go He's long. got good striking, dude. And he's a blitzer, dude. I keep telling you this, and I swear I believe that you're part of the fucking problem. Why am I part of the problem? Listen, listen, motherfucker. I'm not in there fighting. Listen. Oh, listen, listen. Okay. What, listen, what Linda. Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People, people, and I used to do this, but I... I changed my mind after watching a few of his fights back to back or whatever. People always fucking underestimate Kobe Covington. You forget how good he is because he he does a lot of shit talking, bitch move type stuff. Where you're like, fuck him, he ain't no good. Then you watch his fights and he's like, this motherfucker's dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. He's a like I said, he's a blitzer, and and and, and I don't think he's gonna use his wrestling. I don't think he's gonna need to. You'll fucking see. I, I, I'm speechless on that, the, the boldness of. That. And then we we've seen multiple videos of Askren squeezing them fucking watermelons. I think that Lawler, first of all, he already probably had a little bit of brain damage, but after being squeezed by somebody like that, <laughs> his brain is fucking permanently damaged severely. Look, Lawler's been in this fight game a long time, a long time, longer than most. And, um, yeah, I hope that he has more composure than we're giving him credit for. But, you know, he's, the record shows that he's, he, he fights a lot on emotion. There's a lot of, it, Lawler has really faithful fans. I know a lot of people that just love Lawler. A lot of people that, that's their favorite fighter, a lot of people I know. Right. And, uh, I say fuck Lawler, even though I love his attitude. Okay. I've never been that, you know, he's got... He he's got a great fucking thing, but to me, I would bet against him on a lot of the top guys. Yeah, I I agree with you, and 
I know. I, I guess we've been doing this podcast a while now, so because I'm starting to agree with you more and more. This is well, you're starting to agree with me more and more because I get seven perfectly fucking guessed fights oh or pick fights because. <laughs> you uh, you you're realizing the greatness. Go ahead, flex, bro. Flex <laughs> a little bit more. Come on, let's see. Speaking of flexing, this what? has nothing to do with flexing. <laughs> uh, just because we're going. Well, hold on. What? Oh, oh, are we done with that whole uh, the title fight versus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I just didn't know if you wanted to say anything final before I move on. No, nah, no, nah, move on, brother. Move but on. yeah, so we're we're all for non-title fights as the main event. They don't need to be titles. Yeah, Fuck that. Said my piece. Um, something random that I thought was pretty awesome. Obviously, Steve-O doing a lot of shit these days. Holy shit. Okay. And Steve-O, uh, he does this thing where he gets people in his, like, van. He talks to them. And he... And you it, gotta let people know Steve-O. We're talking about Steve-O from Jackass. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> That's what I, we're talking I, I've about. I've been a big fan of Steve-O, like, over the years. So, I just assume everybody knows. If you don't know who Steve-O is, definitely look him up. You'll be like, this motherfucker's crazy. Yeah, he's definitely... A, he's crazy. He has a f- huge pay tolerance. But he was t- he got he got with Dana White, okay, and he's driving around talking to him, and he said like I seen you know uh, Bieber called out fucking Tom Cruise, he goes I'm calling out fucking Justin Bieber, and and uh, Dana White I can't remember word for word but I'm kind of gonna paraphrase everything but go back and watch it yourself guys, but he was like Dana was like what you think you can take him or y- y- how do you think it goes he goes I'm a fuck Bieber up he goes. <laughs> He goes, Cruz ain't. He says, Cruz ain't gonna do nothing. He, I'll fuck that kid up. That's what. So, fucking uh, Steve was commenting his shit. <laughs> he's like, ain't no way he's gonna beat me. So, side note, I think Bieber probably will whip his ass. Oh, I don't know, man. But I think it would be a more interesting fight because he has a very, very probably the highest pain tolerance out there. Yeah, and Tom Cruise ain't no whore. Tom Cruise will whip. Fuck Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise will whip that boy's ass. But whatever, whatever. So, so. But Dana think, White is 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 into it, dude. You think Dana White's gonna make that fight? I Dana, mean, if he can get Bieber to sign. So Dana, I mean, it's it seemed like Steve-O was trying to get Dana White to make the fight happen, but Dana White was like, "Hey, if you guys get it together, we'll do it." Can you see Floyd Mayweather being Bieber's little manager? Because you know they're tight. Yeah, and then Mayweather and Mayweather and McGregor Promotions puts this fight on. That's what's uh, I'll I'll watch that. I'll watch that. <laughs> well, then it's gonna be a couple hundred dollars for a fake well, fucking pay per view. I mean, I don't. I'm, well, there's ways around that. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Go ahead and say it. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I didn't say shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there, when there's a will, there's a way. Just say that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So. So I hope that fight does happen now. now. McGregor versus Mayweather, and and McGregor can fight his uh, fucking uh, what's yeah. it, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, fuck Mark. <laughs> he said yeah. he wanted to fight him, dude. Yeah. yeah, put yeah, but they're not gonna put titles up. He wants the shares of UFC. That's what he wants. That's the only reason. Yeah, uh, but if McGregor's dude, even entertaining Mark Wahlberg, it's because he wants his shares from UFC. I'm just saying, these fights could happen. But I I think I saw Steve-O was saying, and he's always been charitable and, like, really into it. Because, like, he's done stunts just to, like, like, he's gotten drunk and, and drugged up and tried to do some weird stunts to try and, like, raise awareness about the fucking whales being mistreated at the fucking, free, uh, what's the fucking place called? I don't know. Free Willy, or not Free Willy. 
uh, where they they have the big Shamu. Sea World. Yeah, he was saying that that's you know not fair and shit. So he, he tries to really like uh, be charitable, and I think that's what he's trying to uh, throw at Bieber right now. Like, hey, let, let's do it for the charity. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. So moving on to fight cards that are actually going to happen. Well, I got a couple more things to bring up. Really? I, I know I know where I like this episode. You don't see, have you hardly ever have shit. I like this, this. motherfucker. Bring he it on. Shit in he. <laughs> bring it on, son. That's All right, what I want Well, hear. let me just get those the little quick one out of the way. Oh, I'm not rushing you at all. I Let's, got but, I, no, I got no, 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 but night, I'm saying be, before we before we get into something, you know, crazy. I just want to give a shout out to my boy Kevin over at the Backlog podcast. Uh, I thought it was really cool because um, I seen that he went to the Comic-Con and in his hotel bar, he was just chilling. He met the dude that uh, did the Pokemon uh, art for the cards and shit. Oh, yeah? I think his name uh Mitsu Siri Arito, something like that. But check out his social media and you can see it. And the, and the guy tweeted back and said... It was a fun time talking to the gaming podcast and everything. So the guy like and, and and it's just a it's a cool thing. You got to listen to his podcast and he'll probably tell a story all about how he talked to him for a while. And he was saying he was like, look, because I was talking to him on a personal level. He goes, this guy knew I didn't give a shit about Pokemon. <laughs> he goes, and, and you know he he's like this guy's super humble. He's like he just he he really respected him and it was cool. You never know who you're gonna meet at these Comic Con yeah, things, man. And it's like it's cool to meet these guys who are super well known. Yeah. And and just and you see they 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 act just like you and me. Yeah. That's so, cool, man. I got to go check out that backlog. So uh you ready to talk about the controversy? Lay it on me, yo. Bunch of bitch ass mo- no fucking with you. <laughs> but uh <laughs> we got a couple of motherfuckers talking shit. Oh, <laughs> do we ever yeah, Some boy. Beavis and Butthead motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> the boys over at the Fight Addicts. Yeah. No, no. I, I like the the one you said. Um, <laughs> was it Napoleon Dynamite and fucking... Uh, oh, Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> That's right. That one was funny as shit. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I seen that shit. Dang, I'm in last place, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Throwing little shots because you're losing. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. So they said... So I they didn't say shit on me. I I'm kind of uh a little bit offended they didn't talk shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Y'all don't want no smoke. <laughs> but they said uh that when they talked about Ricky, they said, "Yeah, Ricky uh cuz he won that that week and we told you guys that already." Oh yeah. But we have a little competition with the Fight Axe and he was the overall winner for the week and they said, "Yeah, Ricky was the overall winner." A.K.A. Uh, Terrence Howard of the Fight Addicts, which is kind of funny because I never realized he kind of does look like Terrence Howard. Fuck you too, man. Terrence Howard's a, a decent looking guy. I mean, don't... I guess, but Jesus, man. What are you, you gay? To, you no, don't have to pile I know on it's, with him. I know it's Pride Month, but Jesus Christ, you talking about how good looking he is? No, I'm fucking right. <laughs> you don't have to pile on with the enemy, man. Hey. I'm Wait, just saying, you're turning my co-host against me, son. What hey, the hell? Where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I, I, for real though, it was it was good. It's exactly what this competition needs. I, I like to hear some shit talking. 
Because trust me, we're coming back. And uh, there was a couple posts that I had to run through Buddy, and he told me not to post them because it was just too harsh. No, this motherfucker. (laughs) It was just too harsh. He goes for the fucking throat. He don't give a (laughs) shit. I mean, I'm like, look, man, unless they really come at us hard. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I would maybe consider, and I'm just to get giving myself, you know, a real good pat on the back. I'm doing the Chael Sonnen version of talking shit, where it's like it's supposed to be playful, but it's also clever. This motherfucker is straight. I don't even know, like, like Jorge Masvidal when he's mad at somebody, he's like fucking going straight for but then again they didn't talk shit on me so i didn't go as hard <laughs> this motherfucker was like 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 hey, hey, hey we don't need to get into detail no no no, no 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 i'm we not gonna say that but detail. i'm saying i'm saying you was acting as if they said fuck you ricky you piece of shit <laughs> well hey you <laughs> i'm just saying like if you're gonna swing at me i'm gonna swing back but hey you had some clever ones <laughs> That one with the, like I said, with the Napoleon Dynamite, that was a really good one. Yeah. And just know that I'm making more, so. Oh, we, dude, we got ammo on top of ammo. Uh, it's on now. It's on now. Not only are we going to win in the points, and we're going to win on social media. Yeah, and if you guys haven't seen the little bit of memes that we've shared, it's it's pretty funny. And, and that's, that's the thing, like, as soon as, as soon as I heard the Terrence Howard thing, me and Ricky literally, without even knowing, we both made a fucking little picture of him being Terrence Howard. So uh, that's also on there. Oh, it's, it's great. I can't Check wait. Check the social media. It's at MMA underscore M-A-R-K-S. And anybody else wants some smoke, bring it. Bring it, because we got ammo because for anybody. Because we smoke like a motherfucker. We, <laughs> <laughs> anybody else want to smoke? We can smoke together. That's, no, right. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you were going, getting at. <laughs> no, man, bring it, bring it. Yeah, and bring some, bring some liquor, too. <laughs> we like to party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so um, let me double check. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say about the fight addicts? Other than they're, they're in last place, and we'll stay in last place. That's, that's, that's apparent. I'll be a little bit uh, nice to them and say I'm worried about this this next competition. I ain't worried about shit. I'm gonna win everything. Yeah, well, it's 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 a crazy card. Ben and Seth are going down. They can't handle us. They can't handle it. Yep. Yeah, you, you ain't gonna change my mind on that one. I'm just saying this this next card might be a little hard on us. We definitely got to be strategic on our picks. That's what the July six card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't. Come on, man. It the only the only thing's gonna be hard is finding finding a lock. That's gonna be the hard part. Other than that, we got this. Got this easy. All right. So uh, you want to get into our predictions for this weekend's fights? Now, what did you think about this card coming up? Because this is actually a pretty decent card. Um, I think I like these. I like these little U.S. Or um, ESPN type fights because you know, like I said, it's it's not the title shot. It's it's the right there in your face. It's uh, the more lesser known guys. To this is doing these little fights are what Spike used to be. You know when they would have the the UFC Unleashed. I think that's what it was called, right? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Well, it's like the the daily show, the daily or the weekly kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this to, is this is nice. This is another one that we that just goes to show you that you don't need a title to have a great card. That's what I was trying to say, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
So I've already made all my picks, and I'm ready to rock. Okay, so, so did I. Let's get it on. All right, all right. So we're gonna start from the bottom and work our way up real quick. And uh, we got Maurice Green versus Junior Albany. Who you got? Maurice Green. I got Mean Green too. You, you, want, you want me to tell you how I got him first? Huh, yeah, how you got him? Third round submission. Submission. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have him doing submission. All I, right. I think Mean Green's going to knock him out in a second. Dude, he's got a bunch of, like, triangle submissions that he won. And he ain't going to need them with this fat dude. Dude, you're talking about the diaper wearer. Yeah, I know. I know who I'm talking about. So he's he's going to take that easy submission one. Oh, okay. We'll see. No, I'm playing. I think <laughs> I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a decent matchup. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to end up getting the submission in the third round. All right. All right. So moving on, we got Emily Whitmire versus Amanda Raybaz. Uh, I remember I I looked into these girls and I believe their their records are both eh, and I just went with Whitmire because I believe uh, she's a little bit more momentum behind her, and I went with a decision win. You want to know how I picked? Because one has a picture and one doesn't. Exactly. That's my. That's what I did. I got on Google and I don't know either one of these fighters. Um, this is on a straw weight, so it's one fifteen. Um, uh, and Emily Whitmire had the picture, and she she has the lesser record too. She's four and two, and Amanda Rivas is six and one. Yeah, but um, and I still say Whitmire comes out with the decision. What do you say? Yeah, decision. And I think that they, uh, see, on Sure Dog, they had a picture. Yeah, because they're a better site. But um, I just feel like they both, like I said, Emily, Emily's got a little bit more hype behind her. I think there's probably a reason why they picked Amanda Rebus to fight her. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got. Justin Ledette versus Dalucha Lungbingla? How come there's always one fight that I overlook? Because you're blind? (laughs) Yeah, you're blind. (laughs) We'll go with that. All right, well, I'm going to go with the hard name. Lungbingla. Okay, we're going to go Dalucha. That's what we're going to call him. Dolcha. Dolce. I'll go with Dolce, um decision. I went with Justin Ledet, uh third round TKO. How did how did you got how do you got him winning? Decision. Yeah, decision. Okay. Alright, moving up the card, we got a nice lightweight battle between Jared Gordon and Dan Moret. Gotta go with Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. I went with Flash Gordon too. First round TKO? No, I did not. I said it's going to be a long one for the decision. All right. And uh, you got first round TKO? That's Flash Gordon. He's coming in strong. All right. All right. I, I ain't going to hold you back. All right. So next we got a nice featherweight battle between Jordan Griffin and Vince Murdoch. I don't know <laughs> much about these guys. Um... Based over the record, I just kind of took a wild guess. And I'm going to go with Griffin, second round, TKO. 
Uh, I'm going with the decision with Griffin as well. The, these guys both have like, like a lot of these. A lot of people on this card don't have the greatest. Some some people have very good um, records, but some it's kind of just eh. They got a pretty good amount of loss losses built up. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got a light heavyweight battle between uh, Vicinius Moria. Morena, is that it? Morena? Morea? Morea, that's better. Versus Eric, yo boy, Anders. <laughs> yo, you cannot fucking, you have to love Eric, Eric Anders. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Eric Andre, <laughs> my favorite comedian. Um, not really, but yeah, Eric Anders, he's just, he's, okay, so his last, like, two fights have been kind of a little off. Yeah, but he just he got destroyed with Khalil Roundtree, but Khalil Roundtree came in with a man on a mission style fight. Man, he was he was throwing the fuck off. He's like, "What the fuck? This ain't the same fighter." It, it really wasn't. Yeah, it's like Khalil Roundtree's on another level. Um, Eric Anders, he's so, but I liked him. He's so game, dude. Yeah, and uh, is that who you're going with? Hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Uh, I feel like they kind of gave him a gimme because they they feel like he kind of got fucked out of the out of the win for uh, or because they got rid of the guy that he literally they still have Eric Anders in there but they literally got rid of the guy who beat him who um, Elias Theodore oh that doesn't but that's, fucking count no 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 I'm saying they got rid of him I know but and he and he won he beat Eric Anders yeah but Eric Anders is a fighter not a ballerina no no, no but that's that's what I'm trying to say I think that they were like. Uh, you kind of had a weird matchup. We're gonna give you. A, a, yeah, this is by this is do or die for Eric Anders. If I, don't, he, I don't know about that. It, it is because what he he lost against Theodora, lost against Santos, lost against Roundtree. Okay, this will be the fourth one. No, in a he, row. he's one of the people that can keep losing, and and they're gonna. Uh, other than the the okay, he got shut out by his last two matches. Exactly. This is do or die for him, though. Has to be. Even if he loses, which I don't think it will happen. And he puts on a great performance. He's not gonna even have that. And I don't. I don't think that that's even in the question, dude. I think that he's one of them fighters that could lose a hundred times, but he's always fucking game. I don't know what fucking planet you're living dude, on, dude. Khalil Roundtree was fucking his goddamn legs. I know it was Khalil Roundtree's on another level, and he kept not fucking getting not. up, dude. He kept getting up. <laughs> he, he they, dude. He he. There's no quitting him, dude. Just because. He's one of them motherfuckers that don't stop, dude. I I agree. You got to respect that. I respect it, but I'm not going to keep paying you to lose. That's why I went with Eric Anders. First round knockout, motherfucker. First round knockout. I, I'd love to see that. I don't think that happens. You remember when Anders kicked that fucking dude in the head? Oh, yes. Right yes. as he was getting up? <laughs> I thought it was illegal. And I could tell you, I was like, fuck, no, that wasn't. It was real fucking close. It's a, he's a motherfucker. All right, how'd you got him? I got him decision. I I don't. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna be tentative, and he wants he wants to win, but he's not gonna take any chances because this is a do or die situation for him. So I got Anderson or Anders uh, decision. Okay, okay. So uh, moving on, we got Ricardo Ramos versus Journey Newsom. 
Now, this is a bantamweight fight. Uh, Ricardo Ra- Ramos has got a way better record than uh, Jim I Anderson. wouldn't say so. 12-2 and two versus 7-1. and one. I mean, I mean that's pretty. That's a pretty big. He just has a few more fights, but he still got two losses. He, out. Look, you can say what you want to say. I'm gonna go with Newsom. All right. Fucking decision. Uh, and I say Ramos' decision. And and I'm writing all these down, ladies and gentlemen, so we can stay consistent. I got my shit written everything. down. I got all my shit written down. All right, all right, all right. We're going to hold it. All right, moving on to the main card. Main card, we got... Click the main card, motherfucker. Alonzo Menfield versus Paul Craig. This is a very interesting matchup to me. How do you feel about this fight? Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting matchup, but I got Craig with the win. I think Craig's going to walk this man down and just decimate him. <laughs> I do. I do. You heard it here first. I hope that happens because I, Ricky will be champion. <laughs> I got Craig knocking this guy out first round. All right. You're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> You're fucking out of your mind, dude. Okay. I'm not I I, I could I'm probably wrong. Probably wrong. Alonzo is undefeated. Okay. Craig is mostly known for his jujitsu game. You remember? Uh, Got to like, surprise a motherfucker once in a while. I'm gonna go with Alonzo. Yeah. First round TKO. Oh, okay. Manfield. First round TKO. Okay. All right. That's a big boy too, by the way. I know they're 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 light or no, no, no. Uh, they're heavyweights, right? Light heavyweights. Light heavyweights. But I'm saying Alonzo is a big motherfucker. Oh really? He's big, dude. You you don't he's I don't know much about him. He you're gonna he, You cannot back out of this fight. I mean in this pick. <laughs> I already wrote it down. Of course you guys, not. I'm not I'm holding him to it. I don't give a fuck. I, the last time <laughs> I'm telling you guys, the one time he was really on my ass and telling telling all you guys yeah, we're gonna stick to our fight because I'm sick of motherfuckers changing. I didn't, I've never been big on changing my picks, and this you've changed your picks. I have for the last three fights. No, but I told you. I said, look, I'm gonna like it's something in the way. It might change my mind. This motherfucker, the one time he's really campaigning that we're not gonna change it, changed four to five picks. <laughs> he's like, you know what? This guy just looked better. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even finish your thought. Okay. No, that's 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 all my my thought was fucked. That's it. <laughs> if you ain't know that, if you ain't noticed by now, guys, that word works for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on on a number of facets. All right, moving on. We got Drew Dober versus Marco Polo Reyes. Who you got and why? I re- I I feel like Drew Dober. It is. His skills are good, but it doesn't like he he also has has issues sometimes. I don't know. It's like weird. I like him, but I don't now. Which is why I went with Marco Polo. I I went with Reyes as well for the reason that Drew Dober has just enough skill to be in the UFC. I don't see him running 
away with the title anytime soon or or even be in any title contention ever. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know about that. I mean, like I said, I like his skills, but there's certain things I don't like about him and I can't remember. But, you know, and I also base a lot of my picks tonight off of momentum on the last couple of fights. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Reyes gets it done. Um, first round knockout. He's going to surprise Dober. So you got uh, Dober knocking him out first round. No. That's what I wrote down. Why? <laughs> I have my shit written down, Ricky. Even if you write mine, mine wrong, <laughs> we're going to go off of my paper. I, I will see. We'll see. <laughs> of course we'll fucking see. <laughs> right. How do you got it? Um, I got Reyes uh, knocking him around for three rounds decision. I think we're going to get a lot of decisions. I mean, that's common. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the next fight. Next fight, it's not going to be a decision. So, All right. So next fight, we got uh, Roosevelt Roberts versus... Is that how you pronounce that, by the way? Because I've heard some people call it Roosevelt because it's two Roosevelt, O's. Roosevelt. That's what I'm saying. I don't really know. It's got two O's in it. I guess Roosevelt. Roosevelt okay. Roberts versus uh, uh, Vincet uh, Blitch. I would say Vince... Pichel? Pichel? Pichel, Pichel, something like that, yeah. Well, there's no E in it, so I don't know. Pichel. What the fuck you mean there's no E? In Vince, there's no E. Oh, I just figured that's a like a weird Polish or some shit yeah. where they just forget about the E. So anyway, this lightweight fight, Roosevelt, or Roosevelt Roberts is 8-0, and, and Pichel is 11-2. and two. Who do you got? <laughs> so... Roosevelt, I'm, he's got such an awkward style, correct? You know what I mean? Yes, he does. He's got like that weird stiff back. He reminds me, uh, like his fighting, his stand-up reminds me of when you see Snoop Dogg sparring. He's got a Snoop Dogg way about his movement. But it's fast. He's got sticks. You know what I mean? He's like stick-armed and stick stiff back. He's very lanky. And he stands tall when he fights. I'm not really familiar with Pachel, but he's not, you know, the greatest. I'm going to go with Roberts by decision. Oh it's my funny God. because you said right before we got to this fight, here's one that's definitely not going to decision. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it will go to decision. I think he's 8-0 for a reason, and I think he's going to knock knock Pachel out in uh, the second round. I get TKO. I think he's going to get him up against the fence and just pound his, pound his day. I think unless he drastically changes uh, his fighting style, he's not going to do that well once the competition starts getting harder. No, I don't see him getting... uh, Yeah, he's got to improve a little bit. I think this next fight is the fight I'm most excited about. Really? Why are you always always, uh, shocked about my... Because, favorite fight because of the night. you're more of a striker, or uh, you're more of a striking type of person. I think this will be a striking match. Okay, so we got the welterweight division, Damian Maya versus Anthony Rocco Martin. And you, you, I don't see this being a striking match. Give me your breakdown, and then I'll give you mine. Okay, I think I think that um, Martin's going to try and strike with him, and Maya's going to run, and try to lure him in 
clinch with him, take him down, and choke him out. I got Maya getting a submission in the third round. All right. Well, uh, Martin. Okay, so Damian Maya is a jujitsu. Yes. Master, or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he's beyond a black belt at this point. He's got okay stand up at best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at best. And it's got okay wrestling at best. Right. All all it is is he uses those two those the two other ones, the two other main ones, as tools to get you to the ground. Get you get your back and take your neck. Mm-hmm. Really really that's his game plan. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And he always implements it. Yeah. Well, not always because he's fought other, you know, and he and he hasn't been doing too well. Okay. Guy like Anthony Martin, Rocco. Yeah. He puts it all together. Okay. He's super well-rounded. He's got the jiu-jitsu game. Mm-hmm. He's got striking, and he's got that if factor to where he knows how to deliver. But yeah. it's, it's, this is such a hard matchup for anybody. They, you have to play it safe with Maya. He's going to get the decision win. Rocco's getting the decision win. Okay. Okay, so we got so we got you saying that Rocco is going to beat up Damian Maya for 3 rounds and get the decision. It's happened like 3 to 4 times in his last 3 to 4 fights. Okay. I'm talking about Maya. I know who you're talking about. I got you. I mean, who who all who all fucking got decision wins over him? Fucking Woodley, Usman, Colby. Um, I know there's another one I'm forgetting. I'm saying it's the, the list goes on, and these are all recent. His most recent fights. I know that's what Kevin Lee thought when he went up against RDA. Just, just I mean. I think that it's, was Kevin Lee's problem. It's not, the same matchup, we'll but just see. different different partners. No, it's hell the no. same matchup. Hell no. Way different fighter. Way different fighters. Way, it, it, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm way out of my mind, but when it comes true, you'll you'll say you. I think we should put some fucking what? Put Are something. You? Put some stakes on the motherfucking line, yo. <laughs> Are you scared of my blind confidence? <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I'm not scared at all. I'm saying it's pissing me. It's pissing me off to where I think that we should, we should put something on the line here. What do you want to put up? What do you got? Let's put something on the line. What you got? I don't know. Okay. Well, when what, you, what you got? I got everything. I got everything. I got everything. <laughs> you don't want none. Fucking Cleo ass. <laughs> all right. I co-main event. Okay. Co-main event. It's a flyweight division match. Uh, how do you say his name? Uh, Juicier Formiga versus Joseph Benavides. Did yeah, I say that right? Sounds pretty good to me. Fucking A. Formiga. Right. So, uh, who you got and why? Joseph Benavides. Um, well, I got on by decision. And I think Formiga is awesome and he's definitely a great jujitsu guy he's got great submissions the other two kind of not really Benavidez knows how to push the pace and he knows how to defend I think anything that Formiga can give can you know 
try to come at him with. I agree with you. And I think that he's going to be able to basically control the match. And uh, But I don't think he's going to land anything you know, too heavy. I don't think that he's going to... I don't. I definitely don't think he's going to submit him. No. So I think that he's going to win the match by controlling it and pushing the pace and tiring him out and just kind of khabibing him. Yeah, he's going to pepper him up and control the pace. That's how he's going to win. I got the same thing as you, Benavidez decision. So I hope, uh, hope Formiga makes it interesting, but I see Benavidez coming away with the win. Up next is my boldest prediction of the night. Jesus God! All right, so I can write. <laughs> Why are this you down. so worried? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried. I mean, Jesus, I can... Jesus Christ! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> all right, all right. Who you got and why? Uh, the main event is the heavyweight division. You got Francis Ngannou versus Junior Dos Santos. Francis Ngannou is um, a head case, no matter what anybody says. And he's running off a lot of momentum. He's he's supposedly back. He might be. He might not be. Yeah. I mean, he knocked out Kane, who was on his return fight. Yeah. Um. Who else did he fight? Curtis Blades. Knocked out Curtis Blades first round. He's good at getting first round knockouts. Yeah. Junior Dos Santos it has fought heavy strikers. Yeah. And he almost always comes out on top. Yeah, this is going to be the passing of the torch fight for me. Because Junior Dos Santos was Francis Ngannou N- two not, years ago. Not exactly, but kind of. I get what you're saying. It, it it's a But Ngannou's looked at as a different animal. And, and stylistically, he's, he's looked at as different. Because Ngannou is more known for his power when Santos was known for his power and precision. Yeah. And, sp- and speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Junior Dos Santos. But is, he was. But they both were knocking people out left and right. Yeah. I mean, just taking souls. Well, I think that Junior Dos Santos is crafty enough and 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 got enough footwork to where he's going to be able to avoid the big punch, and he's going to keep keep him at a jab or something. You know, something. He's going to do his thing. First round, he's gonna feel you know keep him feeling out, keeping it to where he's just watching out for that big punch. Second second round, he's gonna land and fucking knock him out. JDS <laughs> gonna get the second round knockout. To fucking uh, Nagano's gonna get his first knockout loss. That is an awesomely bold prediction. I have the same prediction, but different fighters. So I think the same thing's going to happen in round one. It's just going to be a feeling out process. And Nugano's going to try and take his fucking head off. And Junior has the footwork to evade him. And then in the second round, he's going to engage. But Nugano has way longer arms than uh, JDS. And I think that Nugano's going to clip him. And How much longer is the reach? Do you, do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. But I know it's bigger. What what's bigger? You said it's. Oh come on! You f- <laughs> mm. Hey man, uh, JDS knocked out Mark fucking Hunt, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying uh, that. How are you can't. gonna bet against somebody like that? I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna use his record because right now, I mean, the way he knocked out Alistair Overeem, the na- the way he knocked out Curtis Blades, and uh, the way he uh, got the decision loss against fucking Derek Lewis. 
Come on, man. He got exposed. And I'm not saying that he's the perfect fighter. Nagano's not the per- perfect fighter. But Nagano's going to destroy JDS when comes the second round and they try to engage. That's what Kane thought, too, before Kane got his, his uh, lights turned out. For some reason, Google has a picture of Kane Velasquez as JDS. <laughs> but it says he has a 77-inch reach. Okay. Which is still way smaller than... Uh, Nagano? No, still way smaller than um, fucking John Jones, dude. Eighty-four inch reach. Oh yeah, John Jones is a, is a he's a freak of nature. He's a he's an asshole <laughs> and a freak of nature. So speaking of eighty-four inch reach, Nagano has eighty-three. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, Ace, it, it's, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt your pride. Now, do you JDS think? Do you down. think Nagano hasn't has? Has enough speed to shock JDS? No, no, I don't think I don't think so it's going to be. A speed that was thing. my deciding factor because I was starting to think that well maybe Nagano's speed is just good enough to fucking catch JDS off guard. He is decept- deceptively fast. Like but he gets he, in really quick. Yeah, but he I think that's because he's so long. I don't think that's because he's fast. Well then, I got JDS. Like I said, I'm I'm sticking with my decisions. Dude. I, I'm sticking with mine too. Mine's already wrote down, and yours is wrote down. We got this in the bag. I can't wait. Saturday, UFC, ESPN, all the way at the Tiger Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, baby. Can't wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so man, it's been a it's been a great night tonight. It's a great show. We we rounded out. I think we should end it on a good note. What do you think? Hell yeah, um, I'm going to take this time to remind you all, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, give us a five-star rating and a nice little review. Uh, that definitely helps us. And, you know, follow us on all the social medias, our, you know, at MMA underscore M-A-R-K-S. And tell, you know, I want you to start telling everybody about us. Tell, tell them to listen to us. You know, because the more the merrier, and we're we're really trying to get something going here. I mean, we got a good good thing going, but we're trying to take it to the next step. And I think with you know all your guys' help, the listeners and the other podcasters who are listening in, I think that we're all gonna have a great summer. You know, just growing a lot because the fight the fights are crazy this summer. Hell yeah, they are, man, and. When when we grow, you grow, and you help us grow, and we just love all your engagements, all your comments, and social media and everything. Can't wait to hear from you guys, man. With that, that being said, yeah. With that being said, my I'm buddy, Ricky. I'm Buddy. We're out of here. See you next week. See you.